Nick, let's see if I can remember how to do this. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Process Podcast. It's been a while. Crazy schedules have been going on for Nick and I. I've been sick and traveling for work, and Nick's been busy with election stuff. And, and just, that's just been crazy. Nick, how, 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 just, how you been? Listen, just when you thought nobody cared, we got a tweet that said, I think the Bills haven't won since you did your last podcast. Uh, it, it was uh, our listener, JB Moose. He said, blame you guys for us losing. Pretty sure we haven't won on weeks you don't do a pod. I have no evidence, but just feels like no process pod equals Bill's loss. And I got to tell you, we didn't do one last week and they won. So maybe it's not us. You know, though, but this is a big week to do one. So maybe that's, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe we do need need, need yeah. a big one this week, right? This All is right, a big, so, so, big game. So, so Charlie, let, let's start here. Let's give me, let's give us a vibe check. Okay. Let's check on the vibes. Let's check on the feels. It's been, it's been a little bit here. Ken Dorsey, gone. Don't care. See you later. Bills playoff hopes. Still, they're still alive. They're not uh, ideal. We'll say saying there's a chance. Well, there's definitely a chance. I mean, they're six and five. There, there would have been years you would have given a lot to be six and five. So the schedule is daunting, but Josh Allen, is he back? Is he not back? What's how's the offense? Just give me your overall vibe check. Well, Josh Allen feels like he's back. I don't know if you've seen the clip going around on, on Twitter this week, Nick, that uh, NFL films shot over the week, uh, this, this past week in Buffalo. Josh Allen feels like he's back. The offense looked like they were, were back, you know, putting up 30, you know, 30 plus points against a very good defense with against New York Jets. That's saying something. You know, that's not just, uh, you know, the, the the Jets are bad on the offense side of the ball. However, on the defense side of the ball, they are the best, if not one of the best teams on the offense side of the ball. I believe I saw some crazy stat that the last touchdown they gave up to a wide receiver was Stefan Diggs week one. Um, and we had not given up another touchdown to a receiver till Khalil Shakir um, this past week. So whatever it was, Josh Allen struggled against the Jets. The Bills looked like they were dominant this past week. Um, much different offense. Now that Dorsey's gone, I, I would say my confidence is a little bit there. But uh, to quote the the great Ron Burgundy, I am in a glass case of emotion right now. <laughs> okay, so so you know you you tell me that it sounds like it's trending up, but being you still you're still unsettled. Is that what I'm hearing from you? Yeah, put a, put a word on the vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the best way to put it, right? I'm I'm excited. I'm, I'm very excited for this week. After what I saw last night with the Chiefs and Eagles, I think the Bills can possibly beat the Eagles. There's a it's gonna be a tough game, but it's a possibility. Um but man, it is a it's an up uphill battle for Buffalo and, and let's face it, they hit they're six and five. This team should be a one loss team at the you know two loss team at this point but because the offense couldn't do their thing and as much as people want to blame the defense for not being able to stop the 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 Broncos on a final drive uh, the Patriots on a final drive and and other teams like that it's this team should should be sitting at one maybe two losses at the most because of this defense yeah, I mean, I so coming out of that game, I felt like like thing, things were trending up. I didn't feel like they were all the way back. I'm still I'm weirded out. I don't know what to make of the Stephon mm-hmm. Diggs and Gabe Davis lack of a lack of involvement in the offense. I know that the Jets have great corners, and that could be part of it. Gabe Davis has has zero catches in two of the last three games. He had an interception go literally through his hands, and the Broncos lost that sort of turned the tide. I don't know what his deal is there. Charlie, what do you make of Joe Brady in his first game? And also, like, how do you factor in Diggs plus Gabe, Gabe Davis, the top two receivers, four catches for 27 yards all by Diggs? Well, I'll tell you what. I lost my fantasy football uh, game twice uh, the last two weeks because of lack of Gabe Davis production. You're still starting Gabe Davis? I, You know what? I thought he'd have a big game this week. I thought, hey, man, especially against Denver, I thought he had a big game against Denver, and he let me down. Uh, to your point, though, about Stefan Diggs, I think Stefan Diggs was involved early. He just dropped three or four passes this past week, which is not like Stefan Diggs by any means, right? Um, so I, I think he was definitely involved this week. Um, it definitely wasn't for a lack of involvement. But the offense did a really good job of saying, hey, you want to take away Stefan Diggs? You want to take away our number two guy? Fine. 
We got Dalton Cade. We got Khalil Shakir. We got uh, James Cook, right? They found ways to use their secondary pieces to be able to put together a very fluid offense. Now, I agree with you, Nick. They're not all the way back. I, I don't think that. I think the first three drives that ended in field goals show that there's still some kinks to be worked out. But the way they came out in the second half, they looked like a much different offense in the second half than they really did in the first half. And if they can just get everything to click, they're scary, right? Yeah. And I think you and I, you know, in one of our few podcasts that we've done this year, really talked about this defense being beat up. What's going to happen with this defense? You know who I have good vibes about right now is this defense. Yeah, I mean, I feel like playing the Jets does that for everybody. Yeah, but I mean, not even that, right? Like, I know they haven't played the toughest offenses with the best uh, quarterbacks, but look at this defense. They have they're beat up. How much? They're beat up all over the place. I think at one point they had five people starting on the defense that started week one. Like mm-hmm. they're just beat up. They're on backups. They're having. Um, uh, practice squad players playing meaningful minutes in a, in a in a meaningful football game, and Josh Norman. It's like, what the heck, man? This defense has been, you know, destroyed. And and it, that, let's face it, the hits keep coming, right? You got Hyde who went down this week. You had Rap who went down this week. You had Dane Jackson who went down again this week, right? It's just, uh, and the defense just continues to answer. Mm-hmm. By the way, do I know who I have great fives on right now? Is it Razul Douglas? It is Razul Douglas. Pastel Razul. That's his <laughs> name. I love it. Uh he what I mean, what's there to say? The guy the guy has been incredible. Second player in right? Bill's history with two picks and a fumble recovery in the same game. Three takeaways. Yeah. Are you serious? I mean, he is just he, he looks like he'd be able to step into that C B one role. Um, and can you imagine if the Bills find a way to keep him and White on the roster next season and he's your CB2 on the other side of White? Like, holy cow. Yeah, you, know, you have Christian ben- Benford in the fold still. Yeah, I mean. I don't know that Trey White's ready for week one next year, honestly. No, but I don't know if you're going to be able to afford both of them. Don't forget, yeah. they're also sitting $20 million over the cap. Yeah, that's a problem. Some players, that's right? That's a problem for the for the postseason podcast, Charlie. <laughs> something to talk about. Something to think about. Yeah. Something to think about. Um, All right, hey, real quick before we move on, yeah. Ken Dorsey. I mean, we said it the the podcast after they hired Joe Brady. This is a possible Ken Dorsey replacement. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking about you know this was not a surprise to me, especially the way the Bills lost. I'm like, that's a game somebody gets fired after. Um, wasn't a surprise the way the offense was sputtering, the way Josh Allen looked a little bit lost. I mean, Ken Dorsey, even if you didn't think it was totally his fault, he's responsible for the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let me get your thoughts just on Dorsey as as a whole. And, and you know, do you feel like this, this had been coming all along? I definitely think it's been coming all along. I think that a lot of the issue was – Hey, your 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 number one QB, your franchise quarterback, sat there and you know kind of stuck his neck out for this guy. This is who he wanted, and the offense looked. We've said it how many times on the podcast? The offense looked unstoppable until second half of Green Bay last year, and all of a sudden something happened somewhere, whatever it was. And people can sit here and blame Sean McDermott and and you know Brandon Bean for quote unquote neutering Josh Allen, right? stopping him from running, all that stuff. I've never heard Sean McDermott ever come out and say, I don't want Josh Allen running, right? It's always been, I want him, if he's running, he needs to run smart and get down and stop taking unnecessary hits and leaping over guys five to 10 yards before a first down or whatever, right? Because you can't, Josh Allen goes down, your whole season goes away. You need to have Josh Allen on the field, um, you know, and, 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 and availability is the best ability in the words of Sean McDermott. So, you got to be available, and if Sean and if, if Josh Allen isn't, we we know what might happen to this team. Um, so I I'm not here to really, you know, bash Sean McDermott. I want to say that first. I think there's too many people out there right now who think Sean McDermott should be fired. Sean McDermott should lose his job. Sean McDermott is on the hot seat. Let's be honest. Sean McDermott is not on the hot seat, and this firing of Ken Dorsey was not made to protect his job for next year. He wasn't going anywhere 
whether or not the Bills made the playoffs or don't make the playoffs this season. That has zero to do with 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 what happens, right? With, okay, with I, yeah, I actually agree with that take. I have been surprised how many people are turning on Sean McDermott this week. I think mm-hmm. he is not getting fired. I think the guy has brought stability over seven years to a franchise that desperately, desperately needed it. Um, I think we've seen with the Sabres coaches that Terry Pagula's searches are, I mean, it's hard to do. It's hard, mm-hmm. it's hard to get right. They have a guy who's brought in stability. Uh, people buy in. He's a good leader of men. Whether or not you think he's the greatest situational football coach, uh, you can certainly have your opinions there. But guys line up behind him, and he, he certainly sets the tone. And you can't have one bad season. I mean – that's a little harsh after making, you know, three straight. Is it three straight or four straight AFC East championships? I mean, they they've been three in a row. Fourth was they they didn't win the AFC East, but they made the playoffs. Okay, I mean, I don't know. Take it, man. I I, th- I, th- I think he gets he gets one mulligan. You know, if the Bills end up missing the playoffs this year, I think next year is maybe it turns up a little bit. But I I don't think I don't think Terry Pagula is looking to fire Sean McDermott this season. No, period. Well, and and let me answer your your thing with Dorsey. I think Dorsey being gone is a good thing. I think this offense is going to flow better. I I really like Joe Brady. I really like what he did at LSU. Um, you know, and he did a lot of good things in Carolina with Sam Darnold as his quarterback. Uh, from what I've read and seen uh, and heard, a lot of the issue was Matt Rule wanted him to run the ball more, and he is a pass happy offensive coordinator. And I think this week he he kind of showed. The one big thing that we saw with Joe Brady this week, outside of what we were seeing with Ken Dorsey, was it wasn't just motion for motion's sake. There was motion, you know, for reasons throughout the game. And I think the Bills ran motion like sixty percent of the time, or whatever, like the highest percentage or second highest percentage of the Josh Allen era, and they were successful doing it. Very successful. Want to see more of that? Want to see what? the layers of this Joe Brady offense start to look like. I do think there were still some play calls that were in there that was like, all right, dude, what are you doing? Um, but they didn't – I mean, look, Ty Johnson scored a touchdown on a you know a check down. Josh Allen's checking the ball down. Hmm. Where's the difference? I don't know. Uh, let me ask you this question, though, Nick, about Sean McDermott. Is there a, is there a sense to you that maybe he's lost the locker room? I know you talk about him being a leader of men, but – Maybe is there some issues with him on you know the offense side of the ball? Was it a Dorsey issue or is it a Sean McDermott issue? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I have no indication that that is true yet. Um, the stuff on Diggs thing, it's still just like unsettled to me. Something is weird there. Uh, I definitely don't like the national media wants to get stuff on Diggs out of Buffalo. I feel like they want to make things way bigger than they are. Um, Steph's a competitor, like Steph on Diggs is probably the best player on the team at his job. Mm-hmm. Like Sean, you know, Josh Allen plays a, a more valuable position, but I think Stefan Diggs, you know, if you just had a Madden rate, all the guys, I, I would have Stefan Diggs, the highest guy on the team for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, he's passionate. He wants to win. And he's, you know, I wouldn't say he's a good loser, but he's, he's the type of guy where it's, you know, you're like, you don't want him to be a good loser. You want that player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's, he's, I think he likes his teammates. I think he's good. He's he's not selling them out. He's not saying, nah, y'all lost. He's, I mean, he's bought in as from what I see. So listen, like everybody doesn't have to, you know, hug and kiss every, every single second of every day. Like you can, you can disagree, especially when things aren't going well. So I think Stefan Diggs is, is fine. I think, you know, unless there's something weird behind the scenes with, with that, like that's the only sense that maybe something is up with the locker room. And I think a lot of that is manufactured anyway. But I have no other indication that the guys are not lining up for Sean McDermott. I think there's he has not publicly liked to take accountability personally when things go wrong that are possibly on coaching, such as 13 seconds, such as um, having 12 men on the field in a game-winning field goal. I have a comment about that when, when you're done, but okay. Sure, sure. So – that's in a press conference. And does he owe his fans better than that? Yeah, I think he does. But that does not mean that they're not having these type of discussions inside the room. Um, and and I just I don't have any sense that, that people are tired of him, they're ready for him to go. 
when 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 the Steelers fired Matt Canada today, the video went viral again of the literal kicker chirping him on the way into the locker room after a game that they won. He's oh, he's celebrating somebody, and the kicker is behind him going, "It's not because of you." I just just saying it that. out loud. Yep, there is absolutely nothing like that in Buffalo. No, no, and 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 you know, I, again, I don't think Sean McDermott's going anywhere. I asked around about twelve seconds, right? I have. Uh, you know, a friend of mine who played in the NFL was a special teamer in the NFL, won a Super Bowl in the NFL. I have a front, another friend of mine who was a D1 football player, and I asked both of them. I said, "Look, I was going 12 around, seconds, the tw- 12 men on the field. I'm sorry, 12, 12 men on the field." Okay. And I, I asked them, and I said, "Honestly, the 12 men on the field does that fall on coaching or fall on players?" Both of them said that is strictly on the players and for situational awareness. You need to know what is going on and get off the field. You knew everyone knew that they were going to run out and kick a field goal. The players and coaches for that matter. Sure. You want to play with coaches, whatever, but it strictly falls on the players to be like, Hey, we're kicking a field goal. My guy didn't come off. Why am I on the field? Right. Someone should have gotten off. Someone should have done something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whatever you want to blame. People are going to sit down and say, I'm an idiot and want to blame Sean McDermott all they want. I'm not putting the blame on him. I'm not putting it on smiley. However, I think, to me, the, the question is in that situation where the other team is running their unit on why, I mean, the articles are read is why are you not in, I guess, what they call defensive stay where, where the defense stays on the field to make sure that those issues literally don't mm-hmm. happen. And then the counterpoint would be you called timeout twice right before mm-hmm. that. How is everything not buttoned up? You know, and that's the thing, right? We don't know what's on the sideline. We don't know what's being told to the players, right? We Unfortunately, we're not privy to that. I wish we kind of had more more into that, especially for that and 13 seconds. And, you know, I would have loved to have been in the huddle to hear what the heck Yeah, was 13 seconds, same thing. You called timeout right. after each of those things. And you, like, yeah, th- th- those things are just, like, inexplicable to me. It's just, um, I-, I just don't know how much I- I'm still going to look to put on coaching at that point. Um, I do think that as much as people want Smiley fired right now midseason, I think it's a lot harder to replace a um, special teams coordinator midseason than what it is to replace an offensive coordinator. Because you also, don't really have also like Ash Sean McDermott about that specifically, and he mm-hmm. gave a very strong Matthew Smiley support. And it wasn't just like stop asking; it's like no, no, no I believe in Matt Smiley. It was right. like okay, but it, but again. What are your options? You get rid of your special teams coordinator, then what? Right? It's not like you have like a position coach on. There's not an assistant teams. special teams coordinator. I don't believe so. If there is, that's yeah. Uh, coaches for everything. We're gonna look this up. Live. That's got to be I'm the five. easiest job in football to be the assistant <laughs> special think? teams coordinator. Oh my gosh! You know, it's not like it's a kicking coach. Oh, or, they have um, an assistant special team. Are you kidding me? Come on, Corey Harkey is his name. Assistant right. special teams coach. Corey Harkey really? is in his second season with the Buffalo Bills as the assistant special teams coach prior to wow. Buffalo. He was the tight ends coach at Tennessee State. He was uh, with the Rams. He was formerly a Bill Walsh diversity coaching fellowship with the Packers. Uh, so, guys, in his second year as the assistant special teams coach, okay, they have a built in replacement. Okay, so I did not think that that was actually going to be a position on an NFL team. Okay, so you have an assistant special teams coach. That's that's crazy to me. Um, still don't know if I'm willing to make a change there, but uh, again, I, I think there's a change coming in the offseason. I think Smiley's out. I think special teams has been an issue for a couple, you know, both seasons that he's been here. I think Smiley's out. I think uh, – um, Someone come whoever it is, whether they make this quirky guy. Would you say his name was? Yeah, we are putting some absolute respect on this guy's name today. Okay, Corey Harkey. Corey Harkey. There he is. Corey Harkey, right here, special teams assistant. Look, if maybe Corey Harkey becomes the uh, the special teams coach, I, I don't know, but I do think Smiley's gone at the end of the year. I, I also think that this fan base reads way too much into what is said in a press conference by the coaches and the players. I don't think Sean McDermott is going to give you anything in a press conference. He's going to say whatever is going to, you know, move on to the next question. Um, well, that's why I made a point to say it. It was, it was, it did not feel like that. It was sometimes you ask a question and you get the answer where it's like, yeah, okay. Like I don't want to talk about it today. Like 
Sean McDermott's answer on Matt Smiley was firm enough that he will not be asked about that again outside of a massive blunder. What, so when was that? Uh, I must have missed that press conference. Was that today? No, no, that was, uh, I want to say, the day, maybe the day after okay. Ken Dorsey was fired. For what uh, it's worth, then, he he did reiterate multiple times he was very um, confident in Ken Dorsey as well. Very, very confident in Ken Dorsey. You know, not taking away Ken Dorsey play call and yada, yada, yada. And it finally came down to Ken Dorsey yeah. getting fired. Right. Uh, listen, can, can I throw a Ken Dorsey take out there? I've been sitting on this one for like over a year. Okay. Okay. You remember that uh, the viral video of him like losing his mind last year after yep. they lost the game? I yep. thought that yep. was yep. Cor- corny as hell. Yes. Well, did you, that's why someone's hand came and blocked the camera. Man, everyone was going, oh my gosh, I love that guy. Hey, look at how much he can. That was lame as hell. And I've been sitting mm-hmm. on that because everybody loved it so much and I would have got killed for it. But now I can finally say it. That was lame. My my favorite thing was the video of him walking into the stadium. Was it the Broncos game of him walking in? One of them. It was, I, I, I think it was the Broncos game. Walking into the stadium. And I don't know if you saw the video, but he looks like he just rolled out of bed and was on his way to like Monday evening, like college class, right? Like, yeah, Listen, just they, look. they have barbers who come every week in the locker room. Like, you can, yeah, you don't have to like go for He looked defeated, I think, going into that Broncos game. And honestly, I think even if they won that game, as much people again want to say, oh, well, he go, he got fired because there's 12 men on the field. No, he was getting fired, I think, win or lose that game because the offense struggled to score points. And honestly, I'll, as good as the defense played this past week, I don't know if Buffalo scores 30 points with Ken Dorsey um, this past week against the Jets, right? I don't know. Josh Allen looked like a different quarterback. He got his swagger back. He got a haircut. He looked decisive. He did. He did. Um, you know, had another interception, but whatever, man. That's the end of the game or end of the half, throwing a Hail Mary, whatever. Maybe just take a knee there instead. I, I don't know. Um, but besides the point – this offense at least was able to roll. The running game was able to do a little something. James Cook has been looking really good running the ball. My favorite thing, we didn't see the same run play 50 times in the game. They weren't just shotgun handoff, you know, off to the mm-hmm. uh, right up the middle or slightly left or slightly right, right? It was James swing Cook. to the outside, get the ball to the outside. Yeah. James Cook's speed is on the outside. So with his four- brother there, he balled out. He did. He played a damn good football game, and I was very happy to see that, especially after being benched against Denver. Um, but I, I really just hope, uh, you know, Joe Brady, maybe Joe Brady is the guy. Maybe Joe Brady's confidence is there. And I'm going to throw a name out, Nick, for QB coach for next year. Just saying, don't know if you like it or not. But if Joe Brady stays at OC, maybe you make the call to Denver and bring Davis Webb back as your, as your QB coach. Don't forget. And I think that's one thing we all forgot about the Denver game. Davis Webb was on that sideline. If there's anyone besides Brian Dable that knows how Josh Allen plays plays this game of football, it's Davis Webb. You know, Davis Webb was in the room with him every week. Davis Webb was next to him on the bench every week, right? Davis Webb probably knows Josh Allen better than Josh Allen knows Josh Allen if not equal to how Brian Dable knows Josh Allen, which is why I think Buffalo struggled against the Giants. Truthfully, I don't think the Bills are that bad. I just think Brian Dable knew everything that was going to be thrown at him going into that game. And I think um, Davis Webb had an idea of what to expect from Josh Allen and what are his weaknesses and how can we exploit him and having guys like that. And you want to even go back to Jacksonville? I think part of that falls on having uh, Chad Hall on the sidelines. You're getting guys in the Chad Hall. But they do. Maybe Stefan Diggs would not drop four balls in the game. That was a weird lateral move. Maybe it was a Dorsey thing. Maybe at the end of the day, as much as people want to sit down and say that it's uh, uh, Brian, or I'm sorry, uh, Sean McDermott losing the locker room, maybe it was Ken Dorsey. Maybe all the issues with Stefan Diggs were with Dorsey and not with McDermott, like we all thought. Who knows? So, Nick, I have the. Bill's playoff picture up here from New York Times. I don't know if you've played around with it yet or not. Familiar. Uh, I, I dabble. I, I've, I'm definitely dabbling in it. Um, 
So we're going to go through it, and I want you to give me your honest opinion. Right now, the Bills, according to the New York Times, are sitting at a 24% chance mm-hmm. of making the playoffs. So for, for those of you who need help I feel, with the I math, feel like it should be higher. People, yeah. I mean, last year, they were, last week, they were like 19%. I'm like, I feel like it should be higher because like, I don't have a lot of confidence in the teams that are above them in the standings. Well, the three games that are going to have the biggest swing for them are going to be at the Eagles, at the Chiefs, and home versus the, versus the Cowboys. A win against so the Eagles this week games. bumps them up by 40%. A win versus the Chiefs, 38%. A win versus the Eagles, 36%. Um, so I'm going to just say, let's say the Bills lose to the Eagles. They beat the Chiefs, lose to the Cowboys. They are sitting at a fourteen percent chance to make the playoffs at that point. It's seven and seven. They, so they go one and two in their next three games against three hard opponents. They'd be seven and seven, and they sit at sixty nine. And they went out at the Chargers, home versus Patriots, at the Dolphins. They went out at that point and finished at ten and seven. They're sitting at a sixty nine percent chance of making mm-hmm. the playoffs. At okay. the end of the day, you you can only you know lose. Let's say they beat the Cowboys, lose to the Eagles. They said a ninety eight percent chance to make the playoffs by beating the Cowboys instead of the Eagles. Yep. How does that work out? Um, you know, I'm not a mathematician, but this is based on eighty four thousand simulators. So that's where they they gave me. Wow. Now, I if they beat the I would Eagles, think, yeah. If they beat the Eagles and lose to the Cowboys, they're still at a 98% chance to make the playoffs. Oh, what if they beat the Chiefs? That's like a division game. That seems more important. I, I have the Chiefs as a win right now. If they lose to the Chiefs, uh, yeah, if they lose to the division Chiefs. Record sucks. Or the conference record, I'm sorry. So if they beat the Eagles, lose to the Chiefs, beat the Cowboys, and then win out. Yeah. Um, they're at a 98%. So really, they have a one one game in the next three that they could really afford to lose. In their next five, and obviously, if they win every game, they sit at a you know pretty much a hundred percent chance to make the playoffs. I don't think anyone thinks they're going to win every game. Do you? Uh, no, no. I think the Cowboys' defense is really good. I think the Eagles' front four scares the hell out of me with the Bills' offensive line. But again, kind of excited to see more wrinkles of this. Yeah, let me, th- let me throw this out there. This is a, a very weird thing. I know it's 27-ish minutes into this podcast by the time I'm getting to it. 2020, week 10, mm-hmm. is the game against the Cardinals. That is the, the Hail Mary to DeAndre Hopkins. Bills crushed, come back. They win out the rest of the regular season. Right? Mm-hmm. 20... Uh, 22 last season, week 10. Bills, you remember this game? Yes. Okay. So, um, Bills Vikings, terrible loss, horrible. Like, how could you possibly lose the ball? I was at that game, Nick. I remember it quite well. You were at the wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, one, one of the worst losses ever. Um, after that, Bills rebound went out. Week 10, this season, Bills, horrible loss. Too many men on the field on the field goal. Can they win out again? Um, I would have said no chance after that game. That's, I think, part of the reason you fired Ken Dorsey is because you didn't feel like you were playing it a way where that was even possible. Mm-hmm. Now the Bills are a little bit back on track. Could they win out again after another Week 10 Blunder that would be super weird, but but I still think no. Like, does anyone see that happening? Like like all the other years, I'm like, yeah, they have all the pieces. They just gotta, you know, put it together. And this year, like, I don't feel like that is quite as much in the realm of possibility. But I thought that was super weird. Just wanted to throw it out there. I don't think they went out. Unfortunately, I think they need to. Um, I'm kind of with you. I don't know what I I don't know what's going to happen, and I hate the the world of the unknown. Right? I don't know what Bills team we are going to get. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, you, the, the we can't Bills, out anymore. The Bills, while they're rolling, could lose to this Eagles team. The Eagles are that good. Yeah. 
They, they're scary good. Did you watch the game last night at all? Yeah, it was it was great. Uh, both Eagles and Chiefs look much better than the Bills. If Patrick Mahomes receivers, if any of them could just literally catch the ball, like he's throwing it like four Gabe Davises out there. He really is. I mean, do you see that deep pass at the end that could have pretty much won the game for them? Yeah, they were like, wow, this guy is fast. He can get open. And then the ball hits him in the hands for the touchdown, and he drops it, and he just sits there. And he's like, I'm like, man, Mardez, Marquez Valdez-Scantling uh, has done nothing. He didn't. He was always – you would draft him in fantasy with Green Bay, and he would do nothing. He's doing nothing with the Chiefs. At some point, he's going to be on a team with a much worse quarterback and do absolutely nothing. Did you hear what Patrick Mahomes said in post game? No. So Mahomes said, uh, his, his his he goes, yeah, he goes. If I would have thrown that, I, I got to throw that a little bit shorter so that he can catch it better in stride. He goes, that's, that's a on me. really nice thing to say. Like, what a way to take one for the team, there, right? Like, that's not even on you, man. That is on your on your receiver for dropping the ball right in his hands. Also, when you're the quarterback, it's always on you. And if someone drops it, you should have thrown a more catchable ball. So, Nick, while we've been talking, I've been kind of going through here and and selecting AFC, strictly just the AFC games and those teams ahead of Buffalo, right? And even if those teams win out, I still have Buffalo at 100. If Buffalo obviously wins out, clearly wins out this year. Now let's well, let's change this. Yeah. I want to go game by game with you. All right, so l- listen. You're more realistic so, than me. Okay, I mean, we're, we're breaking it down a little bit. The next three games are hard. It's Eagles, bye week, Chiefs, Cowboys. Then Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins is the end. Yes. Um, I think almost everyone feels like they need to win those last three. Chargers at Chargers, home Patriots at Dolphins. Those all I think they win those three. I don't want to say easy, but I think they win those three. Okay, if they don't win those three, it's going to be hard to make the playoffs. So you're basically looking at Eagles, at Eagles, at Chiefs, home Cowboys. Look at it this way. They have, if they went out, right, based on what I selected, if they went out, they have a 100% chance of of, of making the playoffs, right? Yeah. If they lose to the Chargers, this drops their, based off what I selected for the other teams, right? The Chargers should also be in the hunt. They have a 22% chance to make the playoffs if they lose to the Chargers and win everything else. Yeah. All right. So lose to, of, let's keep going. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So if they lose to the Eagles, if they lose one game, it drops their chances down to 22% still. That's crazy to me. Um, so if they lose two games, they're at less than 1% to make the playoffs. If the Bills finish 4 and 2, they said a ten and seven. Is ten wins you need? Is ten wins enough to get you into the playoffs? I would think ten wins, probably yes. And it would, and you would probably need a tiebreaker. And I'm telling you, the teams above the Bills right now, the three wildcard teams: Cleveland just lost their quarterback. Houston, do you trust the rookie quarterback? Pittsburgh stinks. Just fired the OC. Like I don't. All of those teams could lose a bunch in a row. Yeah, Miami is seven and three. Look who they're playing. Yeah, I know. They got cake schedule. I mean, Miami Miami's a game and a half up right now with one game against the Bills. If Miami happens to drop one game along the way where the Bills win, week 17, week 18 will be for the division. Miami does have the Ravens on their schedule as well. So I think that's that's going to probably be their toughest game before Buffalo. And it's in, it's in Baltimore. So... The, uh, let's see, they have – who's left for Miami? They have the Jets, which, by the way, the Raiders should have won this week. Yeah. They had a competent quarterback that wasn't O'Connell. They probably yeah, wouldn't. Miami has the Jets twice. Yeah, Miami has the Jets twice. They have the Commanders. They have the Titans. Yeah, they those have, are the easy ones, but then they finish Cowboys, Ravens, Bills. Cowboys, Ravens, Bills. There's their three hardest right there. Miami um, better be a 10 before that stretch. I mean, let's let's just let's just say, let's say for fun, right? That Miami loses to the Cowboys, Miami loses to the Ravens, and Miami loses to the Bills. Okay. 
Buffalo finished at ten and seven. Miami finishes at eleven and six. Um, they are still winning the division. This is if Buffalo loses two games, right? So Buffalo can still really only afford to lose one game. Buffalo wins the division and obviously makes the playoffs. Mm-hmm. All right, so listen. So the 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 way I'm seeing the Bills here, those last three games, they basically have to win them all. You're looking between at Eagles, at Chiefs, home Cowboys. How mm-hmm. many can you pick up from there? I feel like right now, even even as well as the Cowboys are playing, Bills home against Cowboys, that's got to be a win. You think like, you think they can win, win that game I against? Think, that I think I think of those three, that is looking the most winnable. I think the Chiefs game looks the most winnable. Okay, well that, that's where I'm going next. Uh, listen, if the Bills, my 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 point that I'm coming to here is, if the Bills lose to the Eagles this week, that does not like end their their playoff hopes to me. The Eagles are phenomenal. The Bills playing their best could lose this game. Like this, mm-hmm. th- this does not drown them. It the does set lose- up this thing where they basically almost have to run the table. Bills losing the Eagles would force them to run the table. We'll put it that well, way. Well, yeah. Well, you're saying that based on the projection. I think there's the Bills, if they lose two, they need to basically get help or win a tiebreaker, which I think mm-hmm. is possible. I, if the Bills the Bills could lose going by, then lose again to the Chiefs, and I think there's a ch- there's a chance they could still make it even at that because I, I just don't trust the teams above them. You know, I'm with you on that, right? And I really thought that the Steelers were going to beat the Browns this week and – um. You know, that didn't happen. Buffalo needs some help. Let's face it. Buffalo needs some yeah, help right now. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I think it's, it could come. And I'm saying, I don't – if you lose to the Eagles and the Chiefs, those are the two Super Bowl teams from last year. Like, mm-hmm. that is not – that you don't write your team off because you lost to the Eagles and Chiefs. No, but I think at that point it's run the tables or, or you're out, right? Like, um, Yeah, I, it would be, but – It's the Chiefs offense that has struggled a lot through the season, right? They struggled last night against a good defense. Um, however, the Chiefs got a really, really good defense, right? Yeah, maybe um, one of the best they've had. Yeah, and and obviously, so you got three really good defenses in a row in Philly, Casey, and the Cowboys. Um, Philly's defense just scares the living shit out of me. Uh, they're that good. Right, they they are a great front four. They have great linebackers. They're just a great all around football team. Offense is scary, right? You get within third and one, you know the touch push is coming. Put Linville Joseph in there and just have him push someone back, right? Like they have a, a really good running game. Um, the Eagles scare me. That the, the game's going to be tough. I don't know if Buffalo can go in and win that game, but you know it just gets tougher if you lose two of those three. I think at that point you write your season off. I mean, so I'm I'm on the New York Times page here. If if you if you put in lose Chiefs, lose Eagles, win the last three, and it's just Bills Cowboys is the only game remaining in there. Losing that game drops you down to eight. Winning that game goes to fifty five. That feels about right. If the Bills were to lose the next two, then win the last four, they would be ten and seven. 55% chance? Like, yeah, that feels about right. They would need some help. They pro- might need a tiebreaker. They might, they're going to need teams above them to lose. But mm-hmm. that's, I mean, a coin flip is, is you know, better than a coin flip even. 55%. That's, that's a, that's doable, especially the way, I mean, people keep saying it's going to take so many wins. Look, I'm not afraid of the Steelers. I mean, the Houston Texans are the team you feel best about. That's, that's like, edging you out for a playoff spot? Mm-hmm. I don't know, Charlie. For what it's worth, Nick, um, this Jets defense, if they can wake up, they could beat Miami at least one out of two. Hmm. They just changed quarterbacks. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have a lot of – I mean, he can't be worse than Zach Wilson, right? <laughs> I, don't I, I mean, I don't know, right? He, yeah. He threw... I mean, listen, does anyone who currently below the Bills feel like a threat to you? Indianapolis, five and five. Denver, yeah. five and five. One four in a row. Bengals, five and five. But Burrow's out. 
Raiders five and six, Chargers four and six, maybe because they have a good quarterback, but that's about yeah, but it. They just lost their best defensive player for the year. And their head coach sucks. Their head coach is bad. You want to talk about a head coach that needs to be on the hot seat? Yo, uh, Ken Dorsey, I, next Chargers head coach. What do you think? I saw that'd be crazy. I saw a crazy stat that said that they had the number one offense in the league or something like that in 2010 or something. I don't know, something like that. And they missed the playoffs. Wow. It was under state, un, so it wasn't 2010 because it was under Staley. And they still found a way to miss the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. I wish I could find that stat again. I'm like, that. that is absolutely, like, that is a stat. Like, that is crazy. That a team could have that ranked offense and still miss the playoffs. I think it was Joe DiBiase that retweeted it. Um, but yeah, a cra- crazy stat, right? Because there's no reason that a team like that should be missing playoffs with the number one offense, number one scoring offense. I'm gonna find it right now. Um, what do you do? You think? Oh, here you go. So the the Chargers had it was 2010. Chargers had uh, being first overall in offense and defense in 2010 and missing the playoffs because yeah, of how bad their special teams was. Yards, yeah. Wow, nine and seven that year. Holy cow, that's never heard that before. Because they had bad special teams, apparently. I don't know. Special teams is worth that much. I don't know, man. You give up bad. You give up bad field position. It's easy for teams to put up points against you. Do you do you think? Do you think the Jets can beat Miami twice, or at least once? Uh, I don't have a lot of faith after last week. I'm not gonna lie to you. Okay. I mean, I, that's understandable. I'm not. I'm not against that, right? I think that's a legitimate answer. Um. I mean, let's be honest. You find a way to stop Tyreek Hill and put two on a second read. That it, it changes a lot of things. Yeah, I don't right, know. How, I don't know how much they want to play, though. You know, they don't seem like a team yeah. anymore that cares to play. I mean, the defense still plays hard, but they just think you just you just give up at some point. It's too hard. Um, one more question about the Jets. I'm going to ask you about your favorite player, Aaron Rodgers. Um, did he? Did Aaron Rodgers actually tear his Achilles, or did he just have a really bad strained calf, and that's why he's you able know, to come back this season? It's, it's getting cloudier and cloudier by the week. I don't. If he really tore it, there's no way he's coming back. He's full of it. I almost feel like he's like just faking this comeback and then once the team is like totally not in, in competition anymore you say oh well I'm not going to risk it now I mm-hmm. could have come I don't know I it we've seen that it's not beyond him to fudge the truth a little bit to, for the narrative he loves the media attention huh he's getting paid handsomely to show up on the McAfee show he is. He really is, and he is there, and he is loves all that media attention. I think, I think there was was it Chauvin Bulldog talking about the other day how like Brady announced his retirement one day, and Rogers wasn't in the news anymore. So Rogers had to like request to be traded or something the day after Brady announced his retirement to be back in the news or something like that. Just typical Rogers shit. And listen, Danica Patrick lucked out is all I'm gonna say. Well, they they made a good point too, and I don't think that it's wrong. Rodgers didn't retire this year because he didn't want to retire the same year as Brady because he didn't want the attention to be all on Brady when Brady goes on the Hall of Fame and not all on him. Because he gets paid like $40 million to play four plays? Hey, man. I mean, do, do you think he'd retire? Do you think he comes back at all? He's 39 years yeah, old. Yeah, absolutely. He's not going out like that. I don't know, man. You're 39 years old. I don't know if I'm coming back from Achilles injury on that turf that has claimed a lot of injured, a lot of people. He's coming back. Okay. Let's talk about one other player coming back because he has not been impressive this year. We got to talk about Von Miller. Uh, I know how your brother Josh feels about Von Miller. He texts us every week about it. Where's Von? Where's Von? Where's Von? Uh, Von has not seemed like his normal self. What's going? Obviously, it hasn't been a full year yet. Thursday will technically be a full year since the injury. Are you expecting 
Vaughn to start wrapping up, you know, or, 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 or tallying up more snaps, this Bill's defensive line has looked good with Rousseau and Epinesa, who's having a phenomenal year. And Leonard, Leonard Floyd, Floyd having a great year. I didn't have sacks with Leonard Floyd. Yeah, it's the most uh, through 11 games since Lorenzo Alexander in 2016. How about that? What a name. Uh, Von Miller looks slow. And I, that, I don't mean that in like a, he looks washed up way. I mean that in like a, he doesn't look like he was ready to come back as soon as he came back kind of way. So mm-hmm. all that like Von Miller, I'm going to be ready for week one. That was that was him like manifesting a wish out into the universe, I think. There was he he's not ready to play. He just he looks old and slow and he just looks like he doesn't have his burst back yet. And I guess in some ways you could say, you know, yeah, he maybe knows he wasn't ready yet and he wanted to help the team. And it's one year this coming week. So what if this was his first game? Like maybe should we think about it like that, Charlie? Like this is really game one and everything else was just like taking his practice reps on the field to try to give people a breather and help the team a little bit. I don't know, but he looks not good. But I also know that when you're coming back from an injury like that, it takes time to, to heal for your body, like to subconsciously just trust it and let it fire a hundred percent. It takes a lot of time. And I think if the bills were to make the playoffs and go on a little bit of a run there, I would think he would be accelerating. And I think his rate of progress uh, had well, it had better start uh, picking up steam, and the the arrow or the slope of this progress needs needs to increase pretty quickly here. So Von Miller's thirty four years old. Uh, you know how I feel about the plus side of thirty, Nick. Um, you know that that's tough injury to come back from at any age, right? With a with the torn ACL, we saw it with Trey White. He was finally starting to look at look like himself you know, a year and a half after tearing his ACL and unfortunately tore his Achilles. Achilles. Maybe he can get on whatever the Aaron Rodgers ayahuasca is that, you know, maybe that would bring Trey White back faster. But um, maybe it's going to take him a little longer. Maybe we don't see that fully healthy Von Miller this season. We see that fully healthy Von Miller next season, right? Because let's face it, he can't go anywhere. You can't trade him. No, they might have trouble re-signing Leonard Floyd. That 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 cap number is going to be too big if you try to move on from him, right? I think Von Miller yep. has a huge dead cap cost as well, so you can't move on from him. Uh, you just got to hope that he doesn't retire either. No, I mean unless he retires and you try to recover some of the signing bonus, but well, his cap hit next season. Yeah, it's huge because they restructured him. But I, I mean, if he retired yeah. out of it, you could try to recover some of the signing bonus that you mm, already paid him, which okay. is tough. Which is tough. Yeah. And I think I think the cap credit wouldn't come until the following year. But um, don't quote me on that. Yeah, I mean, they got to figure out something to do with that Bob Miller contract because at the end of the day, he's sitting at a twenty-three million dollar cap hit next season, and you can't cut him because that's thirty-two million dollars against the cap. You can maybe cut him at the end of 2025 or, or in 2025, and his dead cap's just at $15 million. But I'm not carrying that. I mean, Vaughn loves it. I mean, I think he's definitely coming back as long as he's, as he's somewhat healthy. Right, but not. I don't want him coming back in a $23 million dead cap. Well, they, they're or stuck with him. They, they, he cap. has to come back. They I, need him to get healthy. What I'm saying is find a way to restructure that deal, get that cap hit down. You have to, because again, I don't want to look too forward to next season, Nick, or the off season. But you've got to find a way to find some cap space, and I think part of that might be moving out from Dawson Knox. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, this offense looks too good without Dawson Knox. I don't know if he comes back next season, but he another guy who's out. Sounds like he can be activated this week. He's not coming back. Dawson Knox, so going to ride a little bit more of this Dalton Kincaid wave, which I am fine with anyway to keep this offense running 11 personnel and not running that 12. I'm all about. All right, Charlie. So talk to me. Bill's Eagles. What do we think? I think it's going to be a lower scoring game, not 
much unlike last night with the Eagles and Chiefs. Um, Jalen Hurts is banged up. I think the Eagles, unfortunately for us, I think the Eagles find a way to win that game. Not find a way. I think the Eagles do win that game. 28-24. All right. When I uh, did the solo pod, that was before the Bengals game. And we, how many times have we said in here that as long as you know they have Josh Allen and they have this offense, I'm picking them to win. Mm-hmm. I really had to force it on that one, and it it felt wrong to do. And it feels like I would be really forcing it again here. I do give the edge to the Eagles. I think a little bit lower scoring maybe than you had it. Even I would say close. I would say. 24, 22, something like that, maybe. But maybe let's try this as if the Bills were to win, what would need to happen? What would that score look like? If the Bills were to win, the offense would just ha- would have to be back. Uh, like it would, I would, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm thinking it would be 31, 28 or something like that. If the Bills were, I mean, the offense scored 30 plus points, I think, for them to win. Maybe even have I'm, ball last. I'm worried about a team with two solid receivers right now, the way the Bills' DBs are banged up. I mean, if, if this game – I also wouldn't be surprised if the Bills played well and just couldn't win. If the Bills lost 35 to 27, like that's totally – like the Bills could could give up a ton of points here. Josh Allen can't turn the ball over. I mean, I think that's, that's number one. Um, does Hyde play this week? That's a big deal too. I know. I know him and Porter have looked slow. Talked about it on the podcast. What's going on? Um, we know Hyde has looked slow. We know Porter has looked slow. I, I, I don't know if let's say they're without rap, right? Is Hamlin the next guy up, or does that go to Cam Lewis? Right. You're also without Teron Johnson this week, possibly. Like, I, I don't know this defense. It's the next man up mentality, and they've 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 done it all all year. I don't know. I I don't know what has to go right for this team to find a way to win. I think it's going to be play they loose and have fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the Bill the Bills finally got takeaways against the Jets. It had been a while. Yep. Uh, if the Bills defense provides takeaways, that is a huge area that could lead to success. Got to find ways to get the ball back, force fumbles, whatever it might be. Stop the run, stop the tush push. You stop the tush push, you can win the win the game easily, right? Um, Nobody's figured out a way yet. Maybe Linval Joseph is the answer. He came up on my feed the other day like a, like a big man touchdown, and it was Linval Joseph. I'm like, yes, that would be amazing. Be amazing. Um, yeah, I don't know, Nick. You you asked what what. What has to go right? This team just has to be. They have to be clicking on all cylinders. I don't know how else to put it. Right? They have to find ways to click on all cylinders. They have to find a way yeah. to. Um. Got to find a way just to squeak yeah. one out one way or the other. Yeah, Charlie. Let me let me ask you this. When was the last time the Bills caught a break? We're the Bills, Nick. We're we're Buffalo Bills fans. The city of Buffalo was the last time the city of Buffalo caught a break. I, I mean, I, like, I, like I'm asking serious, like. Even a small, you know, there's got to be something that I'm uh, slipping my mind. Like every game feels like something like just stupid and ridiculous has happened, and some some of that is 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 self made. But well, it's funny you say that. I was saying to someone this past week, like just when you think they can't find another crazy way to lose a football game, they find another crazy way to yeah. lose a football game, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it seems to maybe only be happening to Buffalo. I mean, the offense is down across the league this year. I'm sure it's happening in some ways to, to everybody. The The Bears just had a big lead on the Lions and blew it at the end. I mean, it's it's happening. What do you think about the Giants game? The Bills definitely caught a break. Tyrod screwed up the end of the, of the first half. The end of the second half, they basically could have scored to, to win the game. That I'd, I put that, you know, if, if you're going back and you're turning back the Patriots' loss, you're, maybe you flip the Giants one the other way. 
I mean, I think the Giants game and the Patriots games are two games that they, you know, obviously should have won. The Giants game, they stuck one out on a pass interference that should have clearly been called. <laughs> uh, that wasn't. Um, you know, going back to that game from what I re- can remember, because I've tried to erase that game from all my memory, offense just looks slow and sluggish. And, you know, th- I think we all thought going into that Jaguars game after Miami that this offense was clicking, you know, especially for what they did against the Raiders, against the Commanders, and against the Dolphins, right? This offense is clicking. This offense looks good. And all of a sudden, they started laying eggs. Um, Obviously, you know, we know what happened in Jacksonville. You lost two starters there. We know what happened, um, you know, against the uh, – against was it the Raiders that we lost Trey White? I think it was the Raiders game that Trey White went down. You know, you lost a lot of guys. And um, I just, I, I don't know. I can't really put my finger on it with this Giants game because, strictly because it was Brian Dable, man. I said it before, and I'll say it again. Brian Dable, if anyone knows what Josh Allen and this Bills offense was going to do, is Brian Dable, right? So... That game was just so frustrating. The, the whole season, Nick, has just been so frustrating. Yeah, but look at every game. It's, it's frustrating because Josh Allen looks like he Doo-doo. can't can't figure out the defense, and he's like not pulling the trigger. Last game was decisive. It was I don't need to read every single defender and look at my this guy's open. Just throw it. It was okay. We play action. I know if this you know corner goes here, the running back's going to be there. Just hit him. Just take mm-hmm. it. Just get the ball to a guy on an easy throw. And let them do the work. Like mm-hmm. it feels like, you know, everyone wants to get 300 yards. Josh Allen's like, I'm going to throw the ball 300 yards. And then, you know, playing against Russell Wilson was like, he's got Russell Wilson had that old man game, like, you know, basketball at the YMCA, this old mm-hmm. guy. He's taking easy plays. Like, you don't have to throw the ball literally 300 yards to pass for 300 yards. You could throw the ball five yards, hit the guy in stride who's open, and let him just run. And then you get a bunch of yards, and it's easy. Like, make it easier for yourself. Russell Wilson had the old man game. Make it easy for myself. Get the ball to people. Russell Wilson might have – Josh Allen might not have had a single throw softer than Russell any of Russell Wilson's hardest throws. Like, every throw of his was soft and with air, and it just worked. And I cannot believe that the – the Broncos have won four in a row, beating the Bills and Chiefs in that stretch. Well, let me let me ask you this: if if Gabe Davis had to catch that pass and doesn't drop that pass right into, yeah, the they probably range, win. Do the Bills win that game? Yeah, just so frustrating. So l- let me ask you the overall question, Nick. Sitting here right now, five games left on the schedule. Do the Bills make the playoffs? I'm still saying yeah, and yeah. I, if you want to bet that, you're getting plus odds on it. So I which, which is huge because let's face it, as everyone knows, Nick is way more of an op optim. No, this is optimistic the word I want. I think I'm way more optimistic than you are. At times, you are definitely more of the realist when it comes to the two of us. And um, okay, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna side with you on Nick on this one, Nick. I think they still make the playoffs. Do they make damage in the playoffs? Do they do damage in the playoffs? Well, to get there, they have to win a bunch in a row. So they would be on a hot streak if they get there. Okay. Or listen, they could remember when the Bills were fun and they would just like shove it down people's throats? If the Bills crazy talk here, Charlie, if the Bills beat the Eagles, Chiefs, and Cowboys, you're like, Super Bowl's back. Like we are so back. Fire up, you know, buy, I'm buy, looking up flight to Vegas, like the first Super Bowl. Okay. It, like that is still in the realm of possibility here. Are you are you going to the Dolphins game at that point, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you come, you yeah. Coming down to yeah. Miami for that game at that point, right? Week 18, everything on the line, week 18. I mean, uh, listen, the way we set up, there's, there's an outside chance. Week 18 is for the division. The Bills would have two wins against Miami. You know, they could be a game back still heading into that. Like the last time the Bills played in Miami on the final week of the season with playoff implications, I was oh, there. You know what happened? Kyle Williams scored a touchdown and the drought was broken. That's right. So, you know, not saying history can repeat itself, but, you know, history is always bound to be repeated. Just don't want to rely on the Bengals to have to score a game winning touchdown with a backup quarterback. 
to, to send Buffalo to the playoffs this time. I, that is I, true. I think they find a way in. I think they do. I don't know if they do damage in the playoffs. Depends where they have to go week one. But uh, if there's ever been a team in football right now that needed a bye week, it's the Buffalo Bills. Get to the bye week. Get through. Finally, get through yeah. Philly fairly healthy. Get to the bye week, and uh, and let's move on to Kansas City. Find a way to win this football game. It's going to be huge. Maybe they need some help, Nick, from our friends over at Ethos. Hey, man, Ethos Performance Rehab. Dr. Mac, Dr. Zach, they're over there. They're inside Mustache Barbell and Fitness. Okay, got some menaces over there. If you if you want to feel a little bit better, you were saying, guys, it's it's pickup hockey season. It's men's league hockey season. And, you know, your burst is just not there anymore. It's not where, you, you know, something's nagging you. Something – I got this weird feeling in my, in my calf that's never been there. I don't know what it is, but you do because it bothers you. And I'm telling you, you don't have to live with that. Ethos Performance Rehab – knows what to do they know where the muscle attaches they know what range of motion you need to work it out in they're going to get you feeling better i promise dr matt dr zach tell them the process sent you don't forget nick it's also about to get a little bit chillier up there in buffalo uh therefore your golf game is going to be lacking dr matt dr zach can help you stay on schedule with golf not lose any of that range of motion for your golf swing and get you back out on the links Wow, uh, when golf season starts up again in what mid July up there is that it or June? <laughs> uh, but basically, like after college graduation season is when you can actually <laughs> golf. Give Dr. Matt, that's that call. Ethos Performance Rehab, let him know the process podcast sent you. Uh, Nick, anything else before we before we take off? I have one more question for you. Yep. Uh, if you could drop one dish at Thanksgiving to never eat again. What dish are you dropping? Listen, you people out there, okay? You people pumping up green bean casserole like it deserves to be on the table with everything else, okay? Like one of these is not like the others, and it's green bean casserole. Get out of here. Okay, I like green bean casserole, so I take offense to that. However, I'm okay (laughs) if it will not be on my table uh, this year. I could kind of look up. Okay, you could, could, like, you're trying to spin this and be like, it's good for a vegetable. Like... This is the all-star game of foods out here, and the green bean casserole is like representing Wait, hold that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you considering turkey as part of the all-star? Because I, that's I could really live without turkey. You know, underrated, absolutely uh, point here is that turkey doesn't really belong. And honestly, like our, you know, if you buy our other meats like cheaper this year because everyone's buying turkey. I don't know. Like if I really, I I don't know. It's just what people do, but. Um, yeah, for me, honestly, I need I need a bunch of gravy on my turkey. Hear me out, Nick. Million dollar idea. Steaks giving. Steaks. Wow. Everybody from the family comes over, brings a different cut of steak. Ooh. Put it, put it on the table. And there's your Thanksgiving meal. Okay. Maybe some stuffing, some sweet potato pie. We're we're, we're going to Charlie's house for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the future. Of Thanksgiving, everyone. And if anyone takes that from me, it's recorded on this podcast that I came up with it. And I would like my fair share of the money that you get for stealing my idea. Wow. Thanksgiving. Beautiful. Beautiful. Steaks way better than turkey. Uh, Anyway, Nick, appreciate you joining me again. Glad we're back doing this. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. And maybe one of these weeks, Charlie, the Sabres will be worth talking about, but they're not currently. So sorry. So. I thought I was done. Now we have me one. Is there something in the water up there that just can't keep like any athlete that wears a Buffalo jersey for any team healthy? Like, what is did someone poison the water supply or something? What what the hell Listen, is going I, on? They're not worth talking about yet. I'm sorry. So annoying. So annoying. I thought that this was the year for them too. Not for the Stanley Cup, but break that break that drought. Something I've I'm trying to explain to my wife. I'm like, you know, as crazy as Buffalo is for the Bills, when the Sabres get going, like it is a hockey town through and through. And she's like, There's no way. I'm like, you've never been with me while the Sabres have been good. So just wait. If the Sabres ever get hot and make the playoffs, it is a wild mm-hmm. time. Let's see. Have you seen that meme go around where it's uh, the the wrestling guy just kind of like tearing up and just going like, Mm-mm, like you got to cut the interview. Like I, I can't, I can't talk about it. Is the wrestling guy, Vince McMahon, the owner of the largest okay. wrestling company okay. in the world. Yeah, slipped my mind. I still had it there. Okay, okay. So you know, my joke about that would be like, 
It's like, Dad, what was party in the plaza like? And I'm just, nope, mm -mm, nope, nope, cut it. Can't talk about it. Uh, Remember that, like that thing, like that moment in time, like the like the late, you know, seven, you know, that those era saber. And and you know what? What killed that entire postseason? Injuries, Uh, staff infection. Staff infection killed the entire postseason. Just unbelievable. (laughs) I remember watching that last game against Carolina, I came home from work. I was working at a restaurant at the time and I had, you know, I had the game on my phone. So I'd go to a table, drop their food off, come back, watch the game as long as I could and, you know, bounce back and forth, got home for the third period. I remember I punched a hole in the side of my parents recliner. It was like the one that wasn't used, (laughs) you know, it was just in there. I got so pissed. My dad looks at me and goes, are you, are you effing stupid? I go, well, they lost. This was supposed to be the year. Uh, and Nick, and you know my dad. You can only imagine his reaction at that point. It was He's a, like, uh, so my team lost, and I got to fix my recliner. Right, yeah, yeah. So he, he was equally mad at me. He was taking my the anger out on the game, yelling at me for breaking the recliner. But uh, was not mad at me, Dad. You're mad at Jamie Key's staff infection. <laughs> Jamie Key's healthy. They win that that game. I don't care what anyone says. If you're not playing AHL players in Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals, you find a way to win. Because there's no way, no way in hell that they were going to lose to Edmonton, that Edmonton team. No way in hell that Sabres team lose to that Edmonton team. No way. No, no way. All right. Well, now that I'm back to being depressed again, Nick, I appreciate everyone tuning in this week to the Process Podcast. Uh, Follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Veronica on Facebook at by Nick Veronica on Threads at Nick Yo, Veronica hit me up on Threads. We gotta grow Threads. I gotta get on this Threads thing, uh, and see what it's all about. But hit Nick up on Threads. Let's let, let's get that going on there. Uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at Chowit sixty eight. Follow the podcast on Twitter at the underscore process pod cool thing i'm going to try to do this week i know i tried to do it last week then i got stuck making dinner in the second uh, quarter because my parents are in town for thanksgiving so this week i promise i am going to be tweeting maybe not every play but every big play every something going on i'm going to use strictly nick last week i used ted lasso gifts this week's all the office okay okay all office gifts this week for the bills game follow the podcast retweet give us some love show us some affection um remember to like subscribe five stars wherever you listen to the process podcast appreciate everyone tuning in happy thanksgiving and folks don't be mad at sean mcdermott remember to always trust the process